I want to say a wonderful, beautiful, good morning here in July. Um, it's the year of, you remember? Who remembers? I want to see by your hands who remembers. Kwame remembers, Lindsay remembers, Edwards remembers. What is it? Put it up there on the screen. Put it up there in the chat so people can see it that don't remember. And I'm I'm bringing the words back to mind because some of us have seen it already manifesting, but because we've been not focused on it, or probably forgot that word that we haven't paid attention to it. There you go. I was put it up there. The year of unlimited opportunities. And I, I wanted her to put that there for a reason because I wanted to be back fresh in your mind. It didn't say unlimited wealth. It didn't say unlimited all of that, even though it could be that. It said unlimited opportunities. Unlimited opportunities meaning the opportunity to succeed or to do what it is God has called you to do. But you now have to see that opportunity. You have to take advantage of it. And what I've been talking about a lot is preparation. And last week, I went really strong on allowing your faith to match the call of God. Like God calls you, he speaks the word, but then you have to do what you need to do to get your faith to the place that you can receive what God is saying. This process has been so crucial to me because I want to say it like this. I want to put this, I'm going to put it like this and then and let you guys work with it. A lot of times for our understanding, God manifests his love and his grace through stuff, through things, people, through opportunities, through um, possessions, through wealth, you know, through love from other people support but truly that's for our human limits to relate to his love his true love was expressed in gospel love the word he gave his son but we don't really look at that okay he came to die for me okay i, I know that's a beautiful thing yay but we can't associate with it because it's not something we can touch are you listening to what i'm saying Sometimes it's hard for us to grab his love in that act on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes we sit down, we get deep in worship, and we sing songs about how he died for us. We can get emotional, we can cry, and we say amen. But that's not something you can touch every day. So as a result, we don't see the grandness of that love, the, the, that, that we, we were formed in his image and likeness. It's, it's a powerful expression of his love. You know, the, the 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 days that we get to use and take advantage of and enjoy and all these simple things in life that we enjoy are just uh, uh, a seedling of the true love, which is he loves you so much. And when he, when he made you in his image and likeness and he made us to walk with him and man fell away, he immediately let us know there was a savior already in place to jump in that spot and take that hit, to take that blame, to take that sin, to take that weight, that consequence. And that love is expressed in that. And I'm, I'm really making a point of that because 
when God does a thing for me and he blesses me with a thing or he blesses me with a deal or opportunity or business, these are things that desires of my heart that I prayed for or things that he put on my heart and he manifested them. But I don't want us to ever lose sight of the fact that that thing, if I, if I go in my checking account tomorrow and there's $50 million sitting in there, that's a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's for earthly use only. It doesn't have a value in eternity. You follow what I'm saying? But the love that motivated him to do that is the focus, not the fact that he did that. Got it? The love that motivated him to answer your prayer, to heal your body, to bless your finances, to give you that job or that thing you would believe for, the, the car, the house, whatever, that's nice. But the power is in the love that he so has for you that he provided those provisions for you. Are you with me? So I want to talk about that love. I want to talk about the love of God that shows itself a lot of times in the invisible or the not common where we don't see it every day. So therefore we don't really focus on it as his love, but it is this whole series that we just did, how high is free, which we're finishing today. We're supposed to finish last week. We're finishing today. I'm real freedom. We're on real freedom now um, is I want to try to paint the picture of God's love beyond the material or what we focus on every day to the thing that's there, but we don't really see it or focus on or pay attention to it. Are you, are you good with that? Is that a good thing right there, what I just said? Um, so in Isaiah 25, I'm gonna start to enumerate some of the powerful things of God that we don't think to praise him for because it's just there every day and we don't see it. You know, we don't usually wake up and say, God, thank you for my feet. Thank you for the 10 toes, because the 10 toes keep me from falling over forward and they give me balance. You know, we don't say thank you, God, for every time I inhale and exhale that I, my lungs are working and I'm breathing. We don't think about that every day. It, it becomes commonplace. So we don't see that as the expression of his love to us, that our circular, that our our respiratory system is functioning every day that our heart is pumping blood and, you know, there are people who are born with all kinds of things that we are not born with. But that's not what I want to make the point of. I want to make the, I don't want to make the point of you don't praise him enough. That's not the point. The point is I want to point our eyes to the love of God that's there every day that we just don't see. So if we start at verse one, it says, Lord, you are God. I will exhort and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things. Let's rest right there for a minute. So God has done wonderful things. How many of you can say by a show of hands say, yeah, God has done wonderful things for me. He's done some wonderful things. But here's the part we miss. In perfect faithfulness, he does that. See? His faithfulness is the key to him doing wonderful things. And I want to I want to make a point on this. And I, 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 I'm hoping I can get a hallelujah out of you in this. In his perfect faithfulness, he does wonderful things. Here I go. Ready? That means he doesn't do it sometime. He doesn't do it here and there. He's faithful. 
He's consistent with it. He does it all the time. It's not on again, off again. If we're not lined up or our faith is not in a place to receive his faithfulness, we miss it. But his faithfulness is perfect. And so if the scripture said, my God supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, it's, he's faithful to that. And it's a perfect faithfulness. Um, I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's perfected faithfulness of God. That's there. But I just had a rough day or I had a bad week. Okay, that's the world. But his faithfulness is perfect. And if we can tap into it, we can see his love that he's put in a plan that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes I just feel alone like God is not with me. Well, that's what you feel and what the earth is introducing to you doesn't change his perfection in being faithful. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. That means he will not, and he never does. Doesn't matter how you feel. Let me see. God, help these people get what I'm saying here and help me get it too. What I'm saying is those promises are perfectly faithful. They don't waver to the left, to the right, up and down. How we feel that day because of what the world is doing doesn't change that what he said is truth, is fact, and it is there. His faithfulness to look out for you and take care of you and to provide for you and to do the stuff he said he would do, it's still there. We might not be seeing it, but it's there. Can somebody say amen? And it's consistent. He's faithful. It's consistent. It's not changing. He's not blessing you one day and, and sleeping the next day. He never sleeps nor slumbers. He's there all the time. His faithfulness is perfect no matter what we see. So I'm saying God help me focus. So when he says, I'm going to praise you for this, in your perfect faithfulness, you do these wonderful things. Watch this. Things planned long ago. How many has had God do something really faithful or wonderful or perfect in your life recently that you just feel blessed? Like, yeah, you looked out for him. He said, whoop-de-doo. You got excited about it. I planned this a long time ago. My faithfulness for you has been planned. It's been in place. That love for you has been there. It's been flowing. That, that river's flowing. Whether you get in the water or not, and swim or not, it's up to you, but it's there. You know, I, I, use, I, I like to use it as a point. It's really interesting. I moved to Florida, and I looked out my window, and I saw the big, beautiful pool, and I was like, oh, my God, this place is beautiful. Look at the pool. And I'm showing people physios of the pool and pictures of the pool when they call me. And it took me three months before I got in the water, even when I enjoyed that pool. And I was like, but it was there. All I was doing to look at it and talking about how nice it was, but I didn't get in it. What's my point? The pool of God's faithfulness and his blessings is there. It's right there. You see it every day. Every time you open your eyes, you look out the window. Every time you get up and walk out the door, every time you, whatever you do, it's right there. Just because you didn't dive in and take a swim, that don't mean his faithfulness is not there. It's there. I got a gym in my building. I haven't used it in months, but it's there. But it's there. God's planned these things for us a long time ago. And he's faithful. He's not there one day and out the next. It's do we indulge? Do we take advantage of what he's provided for us? It's there. Somebody say God's love is consistent. He's faithful. 
He never changes to the right or left. God help me see your love in your faithfulness. Amen. So listen to this now. Then he goes on to say, I just want to make sure you really keep take real good note of that first verse. Just lock that in. And he goes on to talk about how he sees it in his 3D world. He goes on to talk about how he acknowledges this faithfulness now by describing things. Remember, I started the message by saying we may look at it and see a move because of a car, because of a home, or because of a raise, or because of an increase in our business. But that's just the physical manifestation of what he is. So the verse, first verse, he's talking about who he is and what he is. And the second verse, he starts to break down some of the manifestation of that wonderful, perfect faithfulness. You have made the cities a heap of rubble. The fortified cities are a ruin. The, the, the foreigner stronghold, a city no more. It, he, it will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong people will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter in the storm, and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against the wall. Now, let, let, let's look at this, what he's saying now. He started off talking about God's wonderful faithfulness. Then he talked about how God began to relinquish the enemy that had come against him and in his life. And he talked about how they try to come against the war that God has built. Again, what is this talking about? In his perfect, faith, in his perfect faithfulness, these are the wonderful things he's done. And now he's recounting them, but it's still... He lays deep, deep, deep in the love of God who so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son that you may have this comfort, that you may have this protection. All of this is rooted in the love of God. All of this is rooted in the faithfulness of God. This perfect faithfulness that doesn't change. I want you to just stop for a minute and just think and take this into your spirit. God's faithfulness doesn't change. It's perfect. It doesn't change. It's consistent. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what you may be going through even right this minute. And I want you to say, I'm going to take that now and I'm going to stack it up against his faithfulness. And I'm going to choose to believe based on his faithfulness, not what's in front of my face. I'm, 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 I want you to see how he tore down the wall as he breaks down and brought the, 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 the strongholds to ruin. He's saying that was done in his faithfulness. Not as a result of the moment because you was feeling bad or you was feeling sad or you was feeling depressed or none of that. None of that is the move of God. And I need you to understand that. That when you prayed for that thing and he did it, that it's not about that moment. It's about this way, way, way back thousands of years ago before you were even born, before the earth existed, that this perfect faithfulness that he put in place to do these wonderful things. Every little manifestation has a root. And the root of it is his perfect faithfulness. Am I reaching you? Hmm. Next verse. And like the heat of the desert, 
you silence the uproar of foreigners. As heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud, so the strong and the ruthless are stilled. Now let's bring it home. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast, a rich food for all people, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meals and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheets that cover the nations. He will swallow up death forever. The servant Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from the earth. The Lord has spoken. He went right back to more promises from the Lord. The Lord spoke. What does he say? I will prepare feasts physical manifestation, rich, rich foods for all people. That's his desire, his faithfulness. Age wines for those who like wines. Best meat for those who eat meat. On his mountain, he was destroyed, a shroud that enfolds his people. Anything that comes against you, anything that tries to bring you grief, anything that tries to keep you from the goodness of God, he's saying he will destroy it. But this is because he's faithful that way. And his love motivates that faithfulness. And, my, and, and I might not be getting strong and loud today, but I'm in this real kind of mellow, contemplative place. And I've come to the realization that as he begins to immediately point out the riches that God wants to give, right away he goes back. That's why people say, I believe in the people talking this prosperity preaching. Well, believe what you want to believe. God talks about it all through the Bible. Every chance he gets, he starts talking about, well, God just wanted to bless you in spiritual things. And when he's talking about wines and fi fine wines and great meats and, you know, listen, God wants to provide. He loves to provide, just like you love to provide for your children. It's, it's no different. You love to bless the person you love and just to see a smile on their face. And you're not better than God. You get that from God. That's where that comes from. He's now talking about, listen, I want to wipe away anything that tries to steal your joy. I want to remove anything that tries to put you down or oppress you. I want to break every stronghold that try to keep you from the greatness that you are. We were talking last week after the message, I was talking to Shell, and Shell said, ask a question, it's a powerful question. And I said, wow, I should have addressed that in the message. So I'm going to today. He said, Pop, is it the lack of like worthiness? I think that's the word, right? The, the, the low, like a low self-worth, I think was his question. Is it worth? Was that the question, Shell? Give me a thumbs up if I'm, if I'm saying the right thing. Yeah. And, and I said, that's, that's not true. That's not true at all. There's not a person here that's been in this word long enough that doesn't feel worthy of God's love, that doesn't believe that God wants you to have that. There's not a person here, am I correct, that believes that God don't want to bless you, that he doesn't want you to have a cattle on a thousand hill. There's not a person here that doesn't believe they're worthy of it. In your heart of hearts, you know you are. 
It's the place of your faith in God's faithfulness that you have not accepted. So therefore you keep thinking it's contingent on you and what you do and how good you are and how you act. But you know in your heart that that belongs to you, but you haven't allowed God to build your faith to line up with his where you can receive what he's already given you. God is not waiting for you to arrive somewhere to give you something. He's like, listen, it's yours now, but I need your faith to rise up to receive my faithfulness. My faith must meet his faithfulness. They must come together. They must embrace. This is where power is manifested. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? My faith must embrace his faithfulness. And I can hear somebody saying, well, how do you do that? Well, you do that by sitting before him with his word so you can't see it any other way. You, 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 you get to the place where, you know, and I thank you, Edwidge, for the words you spoke over me a couple of days ago. Like you just hear something, you just go. And you don't care about nothing. Well, I did care before, and that's why I didn't go. I always concerned about what people thought and how people feel and how my family would feel and how they would look at me if I did this. And, and so I didn't go. So there's a lot, even though I've accomplished a lot, and you guys, I, I'm grateful that I've been able to show you something. I have not accomplished nearly what God has told me. He's called me to accomplish in this earth. So this is the reality. I am now more apt to say yes to God and no matter how it affects anyone or anything, I want to be in that place. Are you listening to me? I want to be in that place where I so embraced his love because of his faithfulness that my faith is growing. God, help me say this to these people because I know what you've been saying to me and I want to get this to them. Stand with me, say, we agree with you that you have the right words. Amen. I'm learning to not have faith in God doing stuff for me. Hmm? Answering my prayer, giving me this, giving me that. That's a manifestation of it. But I am not any longer seeking God for faith to believe for him to be God. That's what we're doing when we ask him for that stuff. I'm asking, he says, seek you first the kingdom and all these things to be added. I'm believing God in this season to have faith in his faithfulness to believe in his love and his promises and believe that his word is true to the point that when those things come up, I, ha I don't have to worry about it. I, I, I want to be in that kind of place where if it has to, for me, water comes out of a rock. I want to have faith in his faithfulness. He promised to keep covenant for a thousand generations. I want to not have faith in the covenant I want to have faith in the covenant maker. I don't want to have faith in the things. I want to have faith in the person who made the things. God, he said, God said, you worship, you worship the creative things, the created things over the creator himself. I want to know and have faith 
that his word is true and that his promises are yea and amen, and that I don't have to take thought of my life, what I should eat, what should I drink, and how I'll be clothed. For my heavenly father know I have need of these things, but that I seek ye first the kingdom, his faithfulness, his righteousness, his love, and all of these things, he's already got them covered, as we just read in the first verse. Let me go back and quote it right. I don't want to pull it off the top of my head. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things that you planned long ago. I want to be at the place. I want you to be at the place that we say, God, whatever you got planned for my life, you have it planned long ago. And I'm just going to trust in your faithfulness, your, per your perfect faithfulness, that those things will come to pass if I just walk with you, if I just embrace your faithfulness. Listen to me. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans for good, not to evil, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. What am I saying to you? His plan is there. He has it. He knows it. I'm going to trust his faithfulness. I'm going to trust his, 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 his love that he sent his son to die for me, that I would have life and more, life more abundantly. I've never had life more abundantly. I just had life. And now I'm believing you're faithful. And if you send him to die, that I may have life more abundantly than in this season, in this time, I choose to believe your promise for life and life more abundantly. I'm not going to fast and pray for it. I'm not going to cry and beg for it. I'm not going to go through all kind of mess about it. Just like I said to you guys before, I just say, Daddy, if you would be so kind, you know, if, if I have found favor in your sight based on your faithfulness, take care of that for you, boy. That's it. That's all I want to do. And that's what I pray that in this season you're coming to. I want us all to have faith in the faithfulness of God. I want us to have hope in the faithfulness of God. And that faithfulness of God comes from this. God is love. And God's love, he made these great and precious promises. And he's not a man that he should lie, not a son of man that he should repent. So I know that all these promises of God are yea and amen. But I hear all those words and I know it and I know I'm worthy and I know they belong to me. But I also know, God, I have to sit with you to my faith embraces your faithfulness. And once they do, every promise of God shall be manifested in Jesus name. Father, I pray today and I come before you with these people. And I thank you for the opportunity to sow this word. And I pray that our faith rises up to your, your perfect faithfulness. It doesn't change. You don't waver. All your promises are what they are. So I come to you on behalf of all of these people right now and today. Say, so we know we're worthy. You're not because we are, because your word says we are. We know that you want us protected and blessed and covered and taken care of and healthy. We know that. So we don't question that either. We question that we haven't been in the place that we really come to know how much you love us how free we are, how perfect your faithfulness is that you do these wonderful things for us that you have planned long ago. Let us line up with your plan. Let us see your heart. Let us know your love. Let us know your faithfulness. 
that we may partake in the life that you called us to. We thank you for it. In the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your ears. I want to thank you for your heart. I pray that the word that you've heard has awakened something in your spirit. And I hope that you don't just get excited today and let it go away. Hold on to it. Keep it. Hold firm to your heart. Diligently seek out the faithfulness of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.